Welcome to episode 85 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wib. Say hello! Uh, hello? Why were you getting so high there? <laughs> I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Drummer Matt! Why? Say hello! Hello! <laughs> that wasn't as high as I thought. I was expecting that to come out higher, and it just didn't really work. You know what? I think we all got it, and we all appreciated okay. it, apart from Wib, because he's a wet blanket, but that's beside yeah. the point. <laughs> I'm just thinking, is it really a good gambit to go for insufferable-sounding audio on a podcast? I mean, people have listened this far. <laughs> yeah, they've listened to 85 other episodes point. of this, or whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, how are you lovely gentlemen this fine day? I, I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, British summer has returned, and it's very warm again, so yeah, you know, that's the, the thing. Uh, how's how's it going over in France, which you have been back in for literally hours, I understand, Matt? Uh, yeah, we landed about an hour and a half ago, I think, or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Priorities. Been... Drama Matt has his priorities and all <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, of course, of course. Hey, look, I, I, I knew I missed the schedule for recording, and I was like, I can record on the Sunday, so you might get it out in time, as long as I record straight away, and I'm willing to try. The no, fact no, that I, I have was actually, fa- I wasn't being sarcastic, oh, okay. like, genuinely. <laughs> okay. I, was just like, <laughs> I mean, I just no. assumed... <laughs> <laughs> fair wow fair. okay i haven't okay, okay. We're, we're just a peek behind the scenes we're recording this on a sunday and i haven't technically been to bed since thursday so okay <laughs> so if you go a bit wrong <laughs> that's the explanation yeah pretty much okay. that's the excuse <laughs> no i mean i have then. slept since then so it's not but you know on buses and at airports and things so it's not so not like proper. So yeah, you don't have to be entirely. Don't, I, mean, I don't know if anyone will be, but you don't have to be entirely worried that I might, you know, <laughs> any point cease to exist or something because of lack of sleep. <laughs> well, that's good to be reassured about. But I'm fine, I guess. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. good. How are you, son? I'm fine. <laughs> You're fine. I'm fi- I've had quite a day, which I will regale you with. After these things, we've got to we want to cover first. Yeah, that was a really good segue. Congrats, me. Good, congrats, <laughs> you. Yeah, I did great. So first up, uh, the big one is that the Saturday after this podcast goes out, the thirty first of August, we are going to be doing a big old twenty four hour charity stream. Yeah, it's going to be long for the uh, I think it's Brighton based UK charity Mind Out, which is a subsidiary of Mind. Uh, it does mental health services for LGBTQ plus people. Nice. Uh, because obviously the world is a hellscape and... <laughs> and it does a big suck. And it does a big suck. And Not the good kind. It affects certain people often statistically more than others. Yeah. Um, so it's trying to, you know, give some help to them. So we thought we'd raise some money for them. Um, we're going to be doing, you know, video games and we're going to try and play a couple of games, like little games of 40k as well. Yep, just on the coffee table over there. Um... <laughs> So it's probably going to be a hot mess, but uh, hopefully we'll raise some money for a good cause and, you know, do something with uh, with all of these uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful subscribers and eyeballs that we have on our, uh, our channel to try and aim that power in some way uh, responsibly. 
Well, you know, that was literally the least douchey way you could have said that. I'm actually quite impressed. <laughs> because I've seen so many people go, you see, I'm doing this because I'm a good person. <laughs> and if it weren't for me, everyone would die. <laughs> Which is like, no, I, I'm I, paraphrasing, but no. Yeah. I just think if you've got a bit of social capital, no, then you no, might as abs- well use it for some of the- I, I was being facetious, hmm. but no, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a very good thing to do, and I'm looking forward to it. And also kind of like super nervous, and I'm also super dreading it, because that's like... 24 hours is a long time. That's a stream. long time. That's a long time. You see, we're, we're a little bit... We've got it a little bit easier than a lot of people who do it because there's two of us. So if, if we need a nap, then someone can go for a nap and the other person just stays up. Yeah. Um, so we can, we can do it a little easier than other people. So, you know. Um, but still, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Um, we hope to try and get a few, few guests on. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Here and there. Um, not sure who yet. Uh, we'll go and book people. Later David Hader, <laughs> come on, baby. <laughs> he, I know he's listening. He's a big fan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, honestly. And I'm hoping we relate, we, we raise like a billion pounds or something. That would be so awesome. Mm. Um, but moving on, because uh, he's mentioned. The uh, t- twenty-five thousand subscribers we now have. Hey. Uh, by the time that you listen to this, we will have put up a video that is another channel anniversary bat rep that, due to various reasons, is a month late. But that meant that it was a month in time for us <laughs> to have twenty-five thousand subscribers. So, so actually, we meant to do that. So shut up. Yeah. Um, we only made a couple of mistakes, and I'm going to blame them entirely on the fact that we rolled a lot of ones and took a lot of wounds. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> didn't actually. Cause, no yeah, we, spoilers. We did the drinking game thing again. Um, it's it's a bit of fun. It's an interesting thing because you don't drink that much, but because you drink it in such a short space of time, it kind of messes. It with tends you to hit you quite hard and then dissipates after a quarter of an hour. Yeah, it's a weird way to drink. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's peculiar. We also put out uh, Codex Compliant. Yep. Uh, on Warhammer. Uh, records, the old record label that uh, Games Workshop used to have, which is very, which is a very interesting subject to actually research. Yeah, definitely. And then we got to talk about music for a while, yep. which was a change of pace. I meant I got to put my new guitar in a uh, video. Yes, which made me very happy. <laughs> um, that guitar is called Soap. Soap the baby. Soap or the baby or the baby soap. <laughs> Because uh, for a while uh, I... Soap, colon, the baby, colon, the bass guitar. Yeah. There's a lot of okay. colons here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More than you'd hope. Um, but yeah, the video <laughs> went down really well, apart from with that 1% of people who, <laughs> yeah. for some yeah. reason, decide me saying that the Aquila looks a little fascist is me saying that all... Versions of birds in any iconography, be they double-headed or otherwise, is explicitly fascist propaganda. Did you know Dicko's girlfriend has birds? The Nazi! <laughs> it's that ridiculous. Uh, it's fine. People just like to pick that one particular way that makes uh, what we say wrong. Um, oh, you mean... And like... then pretend that all of the context doesn't exist. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, that... Yeah, ignore it's gone down really well. It went um, really well. Happy. People have, have really enjoyed it, which is always a 
fucking huge relief. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's um, very uh, very interesting. Like uh, to do something that is both technically totally within the wheelhouse of the series, but so different. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's not a codex. So, well, I mean, we expanded away from just codexes like very early on. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Um, yeah, I know, I know. I'm really teasing God, you. God, drawn out. It's just bands. Uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, funnily enough, I've actually ended up becoming a bit of a fan of Bolt Thrower from listening to a bunch <laughs> of it. <laughs> nice. They're actually pretty good. Uh, Rich Rags, surprisingly good as well. So you were slag now? I, I'm apparently a slag now. Okay. Watch the video for context nice. on that. I'm not slut shaming because I think that's garbage. Yes. Um,. Still don't quite understand why Saxon have such a big fan base, but hey, music appreciation of music is all subjective, so whatever. However, These are the I, wrong noises you're listening to. <laughs> you're listening to the bad noises. Um, and yeah, because although I do have a Saxon T-shirt now, yeah. uh, which legitimately did hmm. come from Bulgaria, I got it on eBay by the way because people were asking. Um, and it's, that's just where it happened to be printed. The um, person who yeah. runs that eBay account is going to get inundated with, like, design requests for that one. Th- they're going to be like, it's going to blow their fucking mind. <laughs> they're going to be like, what the actual <laughs> shit has happened? Suddenly I have 70 orders for this one shitty band shirt. <laughs> what? Yeah, just so you know, it's not a particularly good print. <laughs> no. Because they've cares? obviously just got the JPEG off the internet. <laughs> Um, so it's not like a print quality like image they're working from. That so. actually makes it better. Yeah, in in my head that makes it funnier. But yeah. you know, if if you're actually buying it sincerely, <laughs> yeah. then it's a problem. Then, then be aware it's not the most perfect print. <laughs> um, but apart from that, in a uh, one of the little thing to bring up, forty uh, k wise, is that uh, it was my birthday on the eleventh of August. Happy 40k Happy birthday. 40k birthday. Happy 40th. And uh, our friend Longfang uh, bought me the new Space Marine Codex. He did, because he's birthday. a cheeky, cheeky little chicken. Because he's a cheeky monkey. Um, and yeah, so I've gone through that a bit, you know, seen those new units. Because uh, we didn't talk about them last time, did we? No, because it released like literally like the next day after we recorded it with Oculus. So, yeah. And we were just like, oh, fuck off. I think it might have released the same day we recorded, but that night... I don't remember. That's usually what happens. I think that's the podcaster's curse. Mm. Yes, the podcaster's curse. I said podcasters. I thought you said podcasters. Like, wow, okay, random shade thrown out there. They will no doubt suffer the same curse. Oh, no, they do. They they absolutely will. (laughs) Um, But before I I have a a very brief uh, talk about the Codex itself, uh, what do people think of those new Space Marine units? Invictor Tactical Warsuit! Yes. yes, it looks cool. <laughs> it is the baby, and I need it. I kind of like the Invicta Tactical Warsuit. I know a lot of people say that, oh, it makes no sense having like an open cockpit because it'll just get shot, and at which point I go back to my talk about how uh, 40k is a setting where people hit sentient mushrooms with chainsaws. Yeah, it's a little bit silly, <laughs> but it's also super cool because it's so silly. Yeah, and <laughs> being able to fucking, like wield a heavy bolter as a pistol is just the stupidest I want, I want a little cowboy hat to put on top of the uh, the smoke launchers because it, little baby little baby boy deserves it I don't think they're smoke launchers I think they are actually a small missile pod well, a missile pod well, whatever the fuck they are they're getting a cowboy hat <laughs> Um, but yeah, so... So he can, um, like, saunter through the back. He, he can mosey. 
You mosey through the battlefield. <laughs> be like, ma'am. But yeah, I, I quite like it. I, I would um, be very intrigued to see like the shenanigans you could pull with a few of them because mm-hmm. you can you can infiltrate them like you can scouts and reavers and stuff. Yep. Because it's made to go alongside like vanguard forces, mm-hmm. so it's an interesting idea. Um, there's also um, I, the other big, big one is the um, Impulsor, the new Primaris Rhino thing. Yeah. Although technically, I guess it's more of a Razorback, really, because it's got little turrets at the back. Although you don't have to take the turret, so it's yeah. a, a Rhinazorback. <laughs> okay, that's a <laughs> okay, fun, good. Yeah. fun yeah. word. Yeah. Um, but that seems pretty fun as well, although I do have one big criticism of it. Okay. And that is that it is an assault vehicle, so you can assault straight out of it. Um, or, you know, move out of it after it's moved and stuff. Um, the one Primaris unit that would be super useful to put in there are aggressors. What can you not put inside it? Dreadnoughts! Well, no, you can't put dreadnoughts in it, but you can't put aggressors in it. <laughs> okay, but um, I, was, I wasn't wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, in the same way that you can't put, say... Pasta! Abba's Greatest Hits inside it. I mean, you could. You can't, it's too big. Hammer. That is what Abba's Greatest Hits or, deserve. So. Or, well, you put them on like a pen drive and you just, boop, put it into... That counts. This is raw data. Fine. Okay. And to be fair, I was kind of <laughs> wrong with the pasta thing, because pasta is really smushy and you could really... You could get like a small spoon and just kind of like, like smush it in there. So you could probably fit way more pasta than you'd think, but after you got it out, it probably wouldn't be very good pasta. But like, it, it, it definitely wouldn't be edible. So like, you could, like your pasta... Oh yeah, that's not, that's not say definitely. No, okay, but your pasta could assault... <laughs> Uh, immediately after disembarking. <laughs> I, I really feel that letting a podcast happen whilst both of you are suffering from some degree of sleep deprivation <laughs> was a very bad idea. I've had like four hours sleep. I feel fine. <laughs> You've been out exercising all I've day. I walked six miles. I swam for an hour. <laughs> I ate a really good sandwich, though. I don't think that counts as exercise. <laughs> It was when I was fucking. I was that fucking tired eating the damn thing. <laughs> I literally had to stop and just let my jaw hang slack because I was so tired. Okay. I terrified the old ladies to like in front of me because, like, you know, in 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 the into in Derby. They've got like a bunch of de- like like tables set up, and then they have walls around the table, so you can sit on the walls and basically stare onto the next person's table. Yes. So I was just like, like with my jaw hanging, <laughs> staring at these old ladies trying to eat a KFC. So you were like an exhaustion-based cryptid to these people. <laughs> I was. I was misting through the fucking halls. <laughs> yeah, with my, my my mouth full of fucking sandwich. You were like the worst SCP. <laughs> I was, I'm SCP like fucking. <laughs> numbers like sandwich snipe (laughs) the sandwich sniper (laughs) i just appear and and logically eat a sandwich and fail it fails (laughs) to eat a sandwich because i'm so fucking tired i'm gonna move on to the next uh why we're having such a good conversation about this Uh, so i just wanted to briefly say about the uh new codex (laughs) the new space marine codex and its expansions um one thing i was really kind of um impressed with is how the expansion ones so it's white scars and ultramarines currently but they're going to bring out more later don't know how much they're going to cost individually i guess we'll find out um but those 
all have way more detail than you would expect. As in, so, you know that for ages it's been, you know, long established that um, Space Marines, there's 10 companies in, in, in a Codex chapter. Yeah. And each of those does have, like, like roles. Well, not, you know, there's groups of them that have different roles. So, you know, 10th company, scout company, first company, your veterans, mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, your fifth to... Um, Sixth and ninth, like reserve companies, <laughs> nice. if I remember correctly, it's fifth and ninth. Um, but you don't really get too much of a handle of like the culture of those companies, of like how they work. I guess the only one that sort of covers that is like the Space Wolf great companies. Yeah, the Space Wolves have great companies though, so they're not literally like, oh, this is first, second, third. It's kind of, oh no, this is this is Red Mall's great company, yeah. or this is Black Main's great company. And, it, and you get an idea you of how... You do get a lot of fluff and kind of yeah. the, the culture and the kind of like... The lay of the land within those chap those uh, companies. Uh, well, these do that for the Ultramarines and the White Scars. Are giving you information specifically about each company and how it kind of functions, which is really neat. I think that's absolutely fucking awesome. Yeah, um, and it's just yeah. It, I, I was just looking through it, and just going. That's just really nice to have these little bits of extra extra detail. Like the White Scars one is hilarious in terms of rules because basically. There's two stat lines in the whole book. Gotta go fast. <laughs> um, and the rest, you know, the rest are the special rules for them and um, stratagems and things like that. And warlord traits. So those those are the things inside. So there are more. there is more than just those two stat lines in the whole book. Yeah. Can I butt in very quickly yeah, and talk sure. about the art, which is phenomenal, oh, by yeah. the way. Um, I also, I had a, I, I've had a, a quick perusal um of these and honestly the funniest shit to me ever is you get these really cool kind of east asian um looking marines looking badass and on their bikes or casually beheading a gene stealer yeah and then it shows you the models and they're all just angry bald white guys <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh well it's still you know what we're getting there yeah we're getting there but it just, it literally, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Turn the page. It's like, hey, look at the scout squad. And I just burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck are all these white people? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, the artwork is gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. Full color and, and hardback. It was also really cool how when they released these new things, they released them for the chapters that have their own standalone rule books as just a free PDF. So, yeah, I mean, like, the Marines you play are based off Blood Angels. And yeah, they're I'm, a Blood Angel successor. Yeah, and I'm a Spolf player, so we just get PDFs, which is a bit... Eh. Well, I, I've already you... got a printout of my fucking codex, because <laughs> they fucked it up so much. There was, there was literally a day one... Day one There was day one, day one DLC for the Space Wolf codex. It was free DLC. It was free DLC. It was like, hey, Games Workshop here, we just fucking lied to you about all these things and also Do you know the worst part it's only the English version of yeah. it because those are printed first yeah, exactly. and so the errors are in that uh, exactly. the warlord traits they just completely overhauled that yeah. on the day it came out I have that in the back of my fucking codex yeah. but I mean the other side is you know you would have had to abort it and releasing them as a PDF is much nicer because otherwise like for some you would have you know like you because your codex only came out last year like, you would have had to have bought a new version of it a year yeah, later. Yeah. I mean, I know that the Space That would have Marine... driven me nuts. So, I mean, I am kind of like... It is a really weak complaint, but it's just kind of me just like... It's like 31 degrees and I'm cranky. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't mind. I, I, I absolutely prefer it to having to buy an entire new co 
fucking codex. So yeah. I mean, they could they could have nickel and dimed people way more. They could um, have and done, and they didn't. So they didn't. I, I think sometimes not as big it is, a jerk as you could have been. Yeah, it is. It is sometimes worth acknowledging that a company had the chance to be a big evil corporation and managed to wind it in. Yeah. So that's always nice. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's sort of us done for the sort of general the, the general stuff. Yeah. So uh, I guess I should probably ask you, Snipe. Yeah, I should ask you, and then not specify who you're asking. <laughs> Just ask you in general. Oh. Uh, but you, what you have been up to? Fucking so much, but not really that's interesting for the podcast. <laughs> that's my problem. You've eaten yeah. a lot of carrots. I've, um, <clears throat> I mean, yes. <laughs> I have eaten a lot of carrots. Yeah, I know you have. That's that's why I said it because I mean, a it was lot a of cucumber fact. as well. Yeah, that's pretty tasty. But no, I'm doing this. Um, I'm I'm on a fitness course for the next like year to kind of like teach me about like basically how not to be a shit adult. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And not make my body die. So it's like, you know, if you can try and drink eight glasses of water a day and that kind of thing. Have f- have five bits of fruit or veg a day. Walk, like, basically get your heart rate up for 30 minutes a day. You know, just that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's it's been going pretty well. Um, I've tried a couple of new... Th- I had a couple of new recipes. I've, I've started eating meat at home again just because it's so much easier. Then, like, especially when, like, you know, you you're looking for very specific recipes, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so much easier to just go fuck it. I'll just have meat. I'm still kind of slightly avoiding chicken, but it's inevitable. <laughs> I want to get more into the swing of things. I'll probably pop back to um to like corn or whatnot. But like, I had smoky bacon pasta, which was really nice. And I I actually ate quinoa. Oh, well done. Did you, yeah. did you explode? Nearly. It was so fucking tasty. Well, not actually. Quinoa doesn't taste as shit. But, like, I made... It was a Korean, like, beef bowl with quinoa. Oh, nice. It was so tasty. I'm having it for dinner tonight. Because it's like... The recipe serves four people. And I was like, shit, I'm freezing the rest of it. Because Wib's like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these delicious new things I'm making. And he doesn't like them. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> you really are. You're like, I'm going to stick with my chicken nuggets and fucking baked beans. That's fruit. <laughs> <laughs> baked bean can be a fruit. <laughs> I mean, it is, and they're very high in protein, so that's fine. But yeah, so I've been doing that, and I've been exercising. I've been out, like, every day and swimming and stuff, which is fun, I guess. Well, it's it's something to do, I suppose. <laughs> But yeah, that, apart from that, I've been uh, playing The Sims, because like, that's that's taken over as my depression game and my feel-bad game. So like, I've been... I got my... I treated myself to another couple of expansions, because they were... like I, I found them quite cheap. So um, there was... Oh, what's... I got Seasons, which you just get, like, weather, I... and you get snow and stuff. And like holidays and so you can have like it's it's not christmas and it's you know it's like winter festival yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's not halloween it's like spooky day or whatever <laughs> and there's like love day but you can make like your own so it's like if you like say you'll you you want to make uh like hornica or something like that you can just do it 
That's pretty cool. And it's really cool. And like the thing is they have like in the um in the thing they have like Christmas trees, but they also have menorahs and other religious kind of stuff for around that time. So if you want to decorate your Sims house with like with that kind of stuff, you just can. And that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just really cool. It also means that, say, hypothetically, if your family just have, like, a, a, a thing they do just at this point Yeah, or just, like, year. a weird thing. They, like, it's yeah. like, oh, like, this day is, like, watch Star Wars Day, which there is actually, like, a holiday which is called, just called Season Premiere. So you go and watch the season premiere oh, on okay. TV. <laughs> And you can either have it, it's either a good one or it's a terrible one. And if it's a good one, they get a positive moodlet. If it's a neg- if it's a shit one, then they go, oh, that was a bit shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, and it's like with, evil Sims can sabotage shit as well, so they can like. <laughs> you, can you literally make the Grinch who stole Winterfest? Basically, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and it's just it's just I you know what know. they are. It's it's the same kind of. Careful, not quite the same like seasonal holidays as WoW has. Yeah, it basically <laughs> is, which that's fine. I don't mind yeah, it because yeah. then more people will feel won't feel excluded. So I'm okay yeah. with it. But yeah, and like I don't know, just that expansion made me really happy. Hmm. It's so weird. It's like I was playing it and like just like my like I have one sim who's like a hard hitting detective because basically I'm like I got get to work so you can like literally. Um, you can have you can be like a detective, a doctor, or a scientist, and like as a detective, you you basically you can follow the, your sim to work, and basically do all the tasks in their job. So you go take like crime scene pictures and witness statements and stuff, and it's it's really fun. And I just pretend that my sim is a part of Brooklyn Nine Nine and everything's silly, <laughs> so it's fine. But yeah, and like um, and like oh, I think it was the first time it was snowing. I was playing her. And I honestly, like, saw all the snow. Like, she went out in the morning and, like, it was react to first snow and got, like, a really happy mood look because she was like, oh, wow, it's snowing. And I'm like, I would die for you. (laughs) I'm not even joking. It made me tear up a bit to see, like, this little digital person just being like, yay, snow. It was so fucking cute. In fairness, we tend to react that way when it snows anyway, so. But yeah, and I got, uh... I got Get Together, I think it is. The is expansion. that the cult one? That's the cult one. Um, right, right. Yeah. So you can make clubs Cults. in. They call them in game, they call them clubs. Okay. So you can, like, I basically made the Body Improvement Club from Mum. Mob Psycho. Mob Psycho. Because that's the best thing in the world. But the thing is, they're all, like, super nerds as well. So I've called it Buff Tech. <laughs> so all of them are, like, really smart and good at, like, programming and computers but they're also fucking jacked <laughs> and they just go and hang out and like like you can set up club activities so it's like um things the club does that like basically you accrue points by doing uh like club sanctioned activities so like in in buff tech um they basically have to be friendly to everyone and be just be nice and like basically work out swim play video games, that kind of thing. And, like, you have banned activities, which is like, oh, you can't be mean, you can't steal, or, you know, things like that. Mm, And, like, this, like, you can make those clubs very specific. Like, (laughs) you can choose the uniforms so they can all dress like hot dogs. Okay, yeah. Or they can all dress in a particular colour. 
Uh, so you can have them all dressed in like red if you wanted. Cult uh, of the red hot dog. Cult of the red <laughs> hot dog. You can also make club activities fucking. Uh, okay, good. Orgy simulator. Yeah, you can spend upgrade points to put them all in horny moods. Do you see why I'm, why it is? It goes from just being clubs to cults very, very quickly. quickly. Yeah, but everyone's there because they want to be, so it's fine. And they're not going to go and kill people. I'm, I'm not, do I have to have a other. discussion with you about power structures and how... No. <laughs> I'm just winding you up with fault. But yeah, and like, you can make your club just like, invite only. I've only made mine invite only, so... But um, I, I do need to experiment with them, so I need like, you know, like weird sex cults that sounds really like a lot of fun um that you can also like you can create things so it can be vampires only and the only thing you do is attack and drink the blood of other sims can't you like infiltrate other clubs you can you can Um. and like basically like like fuck them up from the inside like fuck with the powers it's like it gives you like a another small kind of like it's it's like a European kind of like world your Sims can yeah. live in, um, which is fine. I don't particularly care. You can have like like people will phone you up and basically go, "I've heard you're friends with this person. They're cool," or they'll phone you up at ten a.m. on a fucking work day and be like, "Oh, they'll tell you phone you up at ten p.m. on a fucking work night and go, hey, there's a party down at the old ruins.' Like you know, basically start up to like a white person horror movie where everyone dies. Yeah. And, like, they're like, do you want to come out? And, like, I had one sim who was trying to, like, court this this person. And every night, it was, like, three or four nights in a row, they called up at, like, midnight. And were like, hey, want to go partying? And I'm, and I'm like, well, he's got to be up in six hours. But okay. <laughs> also, they've added bush toilets. <laughs> okay. I right. noticed this because one of my sims went out clubbing at the old ruins before Cabin in the fucking Woods happened. <laughs> And, um, she basically, like, she was dying for a pee, and I was like, shit, there's no bathroom around. And then, like, she, because I I have quite high free will on, so she turns around and she runs off, and I'm like, where the fuck are you going? And, like, her objective that she'd queued up was, quote-unquote, water the plants. (laughs) Nice. And I'm like, um, okay, and then she just disappears into a bush. And I'm like, okay. And like, when I was building, I was like decorating uh, one of my Sims' houses, and I clicked on the like the bathroom things, and in the toilet section there was just two bushes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's tempting to just put like you know a really nice bath, really beautifully designed and like set out. And then just instead of a toilet, it's just like a little bush. You can also shag in the bushes as well. Oh, good I hope not the same bushes. Yeah, the same bushes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna my put scat okay, uh, hot dog sex cult. I'm just gonna, you know, put out a PSA here. Do not fuck in the piss bush. <laughs> Select a different bush to be the fuck bush. <laughs> you need one bush. One bush for, for fucking, fucking one, one bush, bush for, for pissing. And ideally there's a third bush in between as like a buffer bush. Ideally you a want buff- a buffer bush. You want yeah, a buffer certainly. bush. Yeah. Like yeah. It's not not essentially, but ideally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 good to have that kind of it's for hygiene, let's yeah, be yeah. honest. And this is this is an at the least thing. If yeah. if you can, you preferably want those bushes to not even be in sight of each other. Oh no, you need them to be in relative sight of each other. Because like, you know, they always say after sex you should go and do big peas. So you don't want to go too far. I mean that's true. Especially tr- with your ass in the wind. 
I think we're making a lot of assumptions here. <laughs> mm. But it's always best, I'd better say than sorry, when you're doing things in the fuck bush. Yeah. <laughs> but I am really enjoying that. That's a lot of fun. And I want to get more expansions, but I'm waiting until everything's on sale or I can get it slightly cheaper. Because yeah, fuck yeah. yay, basically. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, apart from that, uh, I've been playing a good bit of Remnant from the Ashes. Which was very kindly gifted to me by the Long Fang. Because he was playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it's like Dark Souls with guns. Yeah. You know what it really reminds me of? Because I've been playing a bunch of it too. I've been playing it multiplayer. You've been playing it single yeah. player. Um, is it reminds me of what if a survival horror was Dark Souls. That's actually a really good description of it. Because, it, I mean, it does have a pretty interesting kind of like story. and But more survival horror mechanically than thematically. Yes. Though, though it is, but like Dark Souls is already fairly horror-ish it's pretty grim anyway no you're right Um, i mean like dark souls 3 literally has bloodborne fucking like sections bloodborne also has bloodborne sections oh shit really (laughs) well maybe maybe like they should talk and make a game software and from software should have a chat maybe they should you don't know but yeah um so i've been playing that multiplayer on our thursday streams and honestly i've really been enjoying it as a multiplayer game um we got to one boss that was incredibly difficult. Is that the first boss? Um, is that the one with the fart balls? You mean the, where it's the big bloke with the huge weapon and he's it got sends, a bunch of exploded, uh, exploding ass? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, That was tricky. Uh, I think it was like the fifth go we managed it. Which basically meant that he was drawing aggro from the boss in this like, a big open area and just kind of like kiting it in a circle. And mm. I was just standing in the middle keeping my eye out for ads. Yeah, I have... We managed it, but... I have not yet beaten him on my single-player run, uh, because that boss fight... Is garbage. For the first boss fight of a game, is ridiculous. Yeah. No, that... That's why I keep thinking, like, oh, no, surely I've beat more bosses. No. No, I haven't. There's like there's another kind of like quote unquote boss encounter. There's like mini mini boss encounters, I guess. You could well, say. no, 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 no. There's literally apart from sub boss characters that are just roaming. Um, there's literally another segment where it's basically a boss fight, but it's just wave survival. Ah, uh, okay. And you know what? Those should have been swapped around because that was so much easier. I mean, it was still hard. But it was so much easier than that big fucking piece of shit with the sword and the additionals. Yeah, because playing that on on my own, I wouldn't I've, want to play that on my own. I've tried. I have tried a handful of times, but honestly, it feels so unbalanced for single player. Mm-hmm. Uh, because just just for frame of reference, you're fighting. Um, let's let's just say to put it in Dark Souls terms, you're fighting something that is akin to like the Capra Demon of like a larger than a human, but not like outrageously large enemy. That's quite quick and can close the distance on you and just has big, powerful melee strikes. You also have diminishing stamina. Actually, come to think of it, it is the Capra Demon fight because you're also being... Ads are, fi- ads are being thrown at you. Little little pissy ads that aren't going to do much individually, but... No, to be fair, those, but, those ads, what they do is they get near you and then they explode and they leave a toxin yeah. cloud there, which means that... Frequently, while you're running, you'll just stand still and cough. Okay, so it's the Capra Demon fight, except what if the dogs were infinitely spawning and exploded, and the area that you fought it in had even more things to get hung up on? Yeah. Also, it's not... 
And it's it the is, first it boss is of the game. It is an infinite spawn, but like they tend to spawn in like packs of threes yeah. every like couple of minutes. Which doesn't sound too bad, but it is. It's very bad. But no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I don't think it's balanced for single player at all. This is definitely a multiplayer game. The thing is, the bits getting to that of going through the areas no, and picking the way through on my own, I actually really enjoyed because it was slowly it's... pushing your way forward like Dark Souls. Because just to be clear, like though it is the melee works like Dark Souls, so you know, stamina and you, mm-hmm. you do your attacks. And rolling. Uh, and rolling out of the way of things. The... The main way you do combat in the game is with is a standard like third person shooter. Yeah. So it's like a, a like I said, it's why I think of it as like kind of a third person survival horror type sort of deal, like well, more no, action it, horror. It's type kind of thing. like I can I can see kind of parallels drawn to Resident Evil Four. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of idea, but merged with Dark Souls kind of mechanics and for like the melee and the, the difficulty and the dying repeatedly going and having I, bonfires. I will say I'm glad that you don't lose XP or anything by dying. You literally just yeah. go back to your last checkpoint and just have to mosey on over. Especially because those sub-bosses like we mentioned uh, can sometimes spawn behind you. Ooh. Yep, they're not fun. <laughs> also, interesting um, outside of the main hub everything, uh, and like certain segments, pretty much everything's randomly generated. Hmm. And you can when you get to like the big bonfire like in the hub area you can just reset all of those Mm. you can re-roll the areas which i think is actually pretty dang good for replayability yeah it's it's a weird game because it's like there's a lot wrong with it but there's something in there that i really enjoy yeah but i honestly like if that sounds like something you'd like because it is not perfect but it is a lot of fun like especially with friends it sounds like only what, with friends. It sounds like what I'll probably end up doing is grabbing someone to help me beat the bosses, but then playing the rest of it solo. Yeah, <laughs> That's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Yeah, and I have seen other people say that. Yeah, just the the experience. Just there's ways even the multiplayer you can make it be very unbalanced. Mm. Um, but it just feels like the the game does have some real balance issues. But like there's a core thing there that's quite engaging. Mm. That's exactly how I'm mm. kind of finding it. Yeah, but yeah, that's. Pretty much all I've been doing. Okay. Wibble it. Just a little bit. What have you been up to, dear? Um, I had to say it. I always say it and I had to do it again. Uh, well, aside from painting a bunch of my Eldar, um, I've painted up a <coughs> another squad of Wraith Guard, a Wraith Knight, and a Wraith Lord, and a Spirit Seer in, uh, you know, this month so far, so nice. uh, burning through the Eldar pretty quickly. I've just got, I think, of what I've got left to paint for them, for what I currently have, is one squad of Wraith Guard, another Wraith Lord, and a Farseer. Um, and then the next opportunity where I can, I'll then buy the last handful of models I need, and then I'll have a 2,000-point force, which, Whoa. theoretically, I could have painted in two months, which yeah. is unheard of for me. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. Um, that shows you what uh, a colour scheme that consists nearly entirely of dry brushing and washing um, can do for you. They look good for it. I really like them. Oh, yeah, thank, they, you. thank you. It's a very good kind of effect. Mm. I think they look quite good as like a large group. Definitely. Um, it, it sort of, yeah, it kind of emphasises the whole kind of statue theme. Yeah, of, yeah, totally. Of, with just the um, leaders. So the only one I've got painted so far is the spirits here, who's painted up normally. Um, but I have got like the parts of his armor are painted in the kind of stone color because in my head it's just yeah the wraith bone 
on when they make Wraith bone where they are, it, that's just what it looks like. You know, it's just a quirk of their bone slingers that they it just looks like that. That's my excuse anyway. Hey, no. Um, yeah. But uh, apart from that, I'm playing uh, bits of Remnant here and there. I've not done much of the video game playing, uh, but I have watched a handful of things. So I've watched a couple of... Well, I watched the two specials of old Nickelodeon shows that came out on Netflix. So I watched Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus, and Rocco's Modern Life, Static Clink. So weird they came out so close together. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I used to love Rocco's Modern Life as a kid. It was good. It, it was, was good. good. Um, so, you know, I'll talk about Invader Zim first. So I, I, I never watched Invader Zim as a kid because I think I, it was maybe came out a little late for me. But I watched it in my sort of early 20s and, you know, quite liked it because it was just, it's Invader Zim, it's fucking weird. And I think the type of humour that's in it got a bad rap for a while because it is it does have its lol so random yeah. parts of it. And a lot of the, the, invade, the Invader Zim fandom on the internet Ooh, um, yeah. it's pretty terrible. was, in, in a way, uh, a sort of precursor to the sort of um, Rick and Morty-esque kind of fan base. Um, which, you know, people tend to try and keep at a distance wherever possible. Uh, but the show I always kind of liked. It, you know, that kind of... There's a sort of very grim kind of satire going on in there, whilst also just being absurdist all the time. And the new one, Enter the Florpus, is just that again uh it's really it is just basically exactly what you would want from more invader zim really it it managed to kind of be the same show but just kind of refined in a lot of places and longer you know some of the characters have had subtle design changes um the explanation as to why it's been away for so long is mostly just that um phase one of zim's plan was to hide in a toilet for like a couple of years um, <laughs> okay. he, he doesn't seem to quite remember why, but um, that was just part of the plan. Uh, but yeah, it was, and it was interesting to see it come back. And now the the parts of the Invaders in fan base that were kind of grating, you know, back in the day, the uh, TF, you know, have, have moved on and moved on with their life and stuff. It was nice to kind of go into it again with sort of a fresh perspective. Um. Yeah, I quite I quite enjoyed it. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Did did good job. I enjoyed nice. it. Also, the animation being now HD quality Ooh, is quite yeah. good. And there's a lot of little bits here and there where you can tell they had a, a much higher animation budget than they did for the individual episodes of the old show. Like, for example, um, Professor. There's a lot of stuff involving Professor Membrane, where he gets full on like anime like style like movements and things here and there that just wouldn't have really been possible previously so that was really cool to see and there is like there is an intro to it that is straight up in the style of all of those grim angsty reimaginings on deviant art of invader zim where everyone was an anime character yeah and really long for some reason yeah it has an intro that's done in that style Amazing. Which I can't help but assume is like an acknowledgement of that the fan base from back then, which is pretty funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty good. If you have any interest in Invader Zim at all, uh, give it a watch if you haven't. It's pretty good. And then there's the Rocco's Modern Life um, Static Cling. Because um, I watched a lot of Rocco's Modern Life when I was a kid. I did. Yeah, I, I, that, yeah. that one I never saw. Zim I watched again, like you, when I was a bit a little bit older, not originally, but... 
But yeah, Rocco's Modern Life, I've never seen a single episode. It was great. Heifer was awesome, and I loved how he, his family were wolves. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they ever explained it, that there's just a pack of wolves that have, that just Heifer is there. And it's like, it's such a dark connotation. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, okay. My old grandpa wolf who would always get his food chewed for him. Yeah. He's literally a ghost in the new one. Good. <laughs> R.I.P. Grandpa Wolf. Um, Do you remember the episode of Rocco's Modern Life where Heifer had, um, where where Rocco got his appendix out and then Heifer got all of his fat removed via liposuction? Oh, shit, yeah. And they're standing on a hill. Oh, it's Rocco standing on a hill and he's like, goodbye, appendix. I'm sorry we couldn't have lived peace, coexisted peacefully. And he's like, ah, it's okay. And it's like a little transparent with like wings and a halo. <laughs> and then Heifer shows up and he's literally like bones. Doesn't he still have his like giant trousers he on? He still has his like giant trousers, trousers. on, yeah. yeah. And it's like, Heifer, what are you doing? He's like, I'm saying goodbye to my fat. And it's like this big dripping lump of stuff. <laughs> it's like, eh, get out of here. And then they just fly away together. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's Rocco's model life. You see, I don't remember much of watching the show because it was, it was 20 years ago now. You turn the page, then you gotta go wash your hands. <laughs> I don't remember that much about the show. The only episode I really have like m- any memories of is the one where I think Hefferby gets very concerned that he's going to go to heck. Oh, no. Which I think was Rocco's Modern Life. That definitely sounds like it. Uh, maybe I'm remembering another show, but it's one of those shows I watched all the time, but just individual details I don't tend to remember that much. Until I watched the sh- the uh, static cling, of course, and lots of it started to come back because it's like, oh, that's referencing. Oh, I remember that character. I remember that character. Um, I remember the how dare you, woman? How she he like always end up in her cleavage or butt crack, <laughs> and she'd like, like he'd like literally get like hit by a car, and like it would show him getting flung through like an entire like market stall. And then this, like, gigantic woman with sunglasses would just turn around and his, like, he'd just plomp into her cleavage. And she'd always go, how dare you? And belt him in the opposite (laughs) direction. Um, It was hilarious for an eight-year-old, let me tell you. (laughs) But yeah, this new one, so basically they come back to Earth because in the last episode of the show they ended up going into space. I don't think I ever saw that one. Uh, I don't think I did either. Um, But as a direct continuation of that, they eventually get back 20 years later. People don't age. So it's fine. Apart from from dead wolf grandpa. Yeah, but time has moved on, so they're now in the present day. Um, And the big kind of notable thing about it is that a character who was in the original show, um, they made trans. So they have transitioned in the intervening time, and it handles it really quite well. Well, the Big Head family. Right? Yeah, uh, Ralph Big Head is now a big Big Head. Ralph Big Head is now Rachel Big Head, um, oh. and it just handles it in quite a nice way. And it also it the, the episode isn't really about that. It's just hey, there is a character who is trans, and this is just them dealing with their life, and that's that's fucking cool because <laughs> nice, yeah. yeah. That that's not just a trans people existing is something that normally isn't just allowed to be. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, but it does tie into the overarching theme of the special, which is... So you know how um, in the Codex Compliant episode we did about Realm of Chaos, and I wrote this like minute and a half long section about how change isn't scary. And in and often cases it's a positive thing. And... 
you can't do much about the world changing, you know, moving along. Uh, and so sometimes you just have to go with it. Um, and, you know, you, you'll be happier by not fighting it all the time. This is basically a 45 minute long version of that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, fair. It just it reminds me of, um, I think, Pratchett did. It was like that was like the theme of one of his um, stories. Raising steam. That's basically raising like, steam. Um, like the theme of that is basically like don't be afraid of don't change, be af- like progress. Don't, don't be afraid of progress because it's gonna fucking happen. You might as well let it happen and stop being a, a butt face. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing the late <laughs> great Terry Pratchett, of course, but yeah, it's uh, you know basically don't be regressive. Like mm-hmm. is the is the general kind of yeah. thing, and it's like. Okay, that's that's interesting, you know, to do, and yeah, the sort oh, of methods by which cool. he does it are pretty good, and it's, you know, it's it's again from what I remember of the old show. I actually mean to kind of go back and watch some to see because I, I remember Invader Zim quite well, whereas I don't remember Rocco's Modern Life very well. So I do mean to go back and you know uh, watch some of it to see how well the new one like matches the kind of humor and tone because in my head it matches it well yeah but I, again it's like going off such scant memories of watching it yeah i mean i remember like loads of bits like filbert mm. i remember filbert and i remember melba who was melba melba was his next door neighbor that he was like in love with oh with- that he never spoke to <laughs> she was just like this big tall like purple Jessica Rabbit type of person. Oh, okay, because he... And, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the episodes ends with um, Heifer has erected billboards around Rocco's house that say, like, with pictures of him saying, Hi, Melba, love me. And, like, <laughs> just, like, arrows to the door and shit. And it's just <laughs> like, okay. Right. But, yeah, that's, like... Pretty much all I can remember. Yeah, it's uh, that's the thing. I mean to go back and watch it, but yeah, the new special I, I enjoyed it. It Good, was it was yeah. fun, and yeah, it had kind of uh, positive things to say, and it even you know started to skewer the idea of bringing these shows back and what the purpose of doing it is, um, which is an inter- an interesting thing because you know you could very easily shoot yourself in the foot. Oh, like thoroughly, yeah. But I think it actually you know handles it really quite well. I don't want to like give away too many looks. No, I, I do want to see. I do want to see it because. Yeah. Of course I do. And also uh, manages to take a jab at uh, re- uh, revivals of things that don't involve the original creatives and so lose part of what makes the original <laughs> thing a thing. Right. Um, which, since it has the original creator involved in it, because they voice um, Rachel, so... Yeah. Um, that's an intro, yeah, so it is a fun little thing. But uh, apart from that, the big thing I've been watching is... so. Ages and ages ago, I started rewatching New Doctor Who. Oh, yes, the Doctor Ah, Who. yes, 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 yes. Because I watched, apparently, up to, like, halfway through season two and then just stopped for whatever reason. And then didn't watch it again. And over time, sort of my taste changed a little bit. And I, I kind of generally prefer old Doctor Who in a lot of, way, a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but... Since I've also gone through a growth period of stop being a whiny piss baby about things being different, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I've been able to enjoy New Who again. Oh, good. Um, so I've got, I've just got up to the Matt Smith era, and I'm, I've like got two episodes through that. Um, so I watched through the vast majority of David Tennant's era over like the last week. How weird is it seeing like because we saw him in Good Omens and then seeing like because like. Him as Doctor Who feels like that happened a couple of years ago. It really does. And seeing him, I'm like, that visibly did not happen a couple of years ago. Yeah. 
Um, so there's like a few things, uh, just a few hot takes I have about old Doctor Who that no one will care about because it's so many years ago. One is the the hottest take that people will probably have the most problem with, which is that Blink is fine, but I don't quite get the reverence for it. I guess I think, you had to watch it at the time or something. I think that's the thing. I and, got, and be like a big fan of the series, I uh, guess. People, well, people built it up to be the best episode. Like, mm. oh my god, it's so amazing. And then I saw it and it's like, well, it's, it's pretty good. But like, eh. <laughs> I, I, didn't think it, I, I didn't think it was amazing. Mm. I, I just thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so hard going into those things being like, okay, this is going to be the best thing ever. And then watching it and be every second yeah. being like, this isn't the best thing ever. What? What? Because, yeah, that was one of the things that I wanted to see, like, watching the series again was to, like, see these points that I I wanted more context for, because watching... I could just go and watch the individual episodes, because they're not, like, super continuity-heavy. Some bits are, but, you know, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of individual episodes you can just watch out of order and it's fine. Like, I've watched a couple of Capaldi episodes a while back and like, I didn't need to know anything there, but, I, I, you know, I think you get a better experience by having gone through the whole thing. Um, that was one of them. The other is I want to get to the War Doctor because I just like John Hurt. Um, I mean, yeah, of course. But um, but yeah, the other the other thing is um, so I, I quite enjoyed the Tenant Run. Um, I, I think it had you know it had its ups it, you know its its ups and its downs. But I really wasn't sold on the end of his run where he he suddenly is on his own, like all the companions are gone, and he has a handful of episodes on his own, and he's basically just whinging about dying. When the Doctor, like, we know he's going to regenerate, and even David Tennant's Doctor himself has frequently been very blasé about the fact he might die doing something. And I mean, I know there's like a whole prophecy about it, so that makes it heavier, but I don't know, it just, it felt, he he just went from being like, it it, it doesn't feel like that's what the character would be. Mm. And they like really hammer, like, up the drama of it, and it's like, look, Doctors die, and then it's a new iteration. It's fine. That's Doctor Who. Like, you're making this feel like you're building it up as if a major character is going to actually die. But the Doctors died fucking nine times before this. So, I don't get what you're doing. It's been a suck. The the melodrama just really, like, amped up to a point that it just felt really unnecessary, you know? Mm, Because it just felt out of character. The one good part of that, though, was when he um, actually... uh, Was it Water on Mars or Waters of Mars or something it's called? Where he actually alters, like, something that shouldn't be altered. And it all kind of fucks up. Because he basically gets on a bit of a power trip. He's like, basically, no one's going to fucking tell me how to do anything. I am the last of the Time Lords. The laws don't apply to me because the Time Lords are who make them and I'm the only one. I am the last. I can do what I want. I don't have to just let this the bad stuff happen anymore. And it all unravels. Um, so it's sort of, you know, that humble, that's a humbling kind of experience. Mm. So like, okay, that's, that's cool. a good thing to do with that. But yeah, the other part... That's character kinda, growth. It's like the end of time, um, which is like his final couple of episodes that like his his kind of thing yeah just i, I was like there's a few bits of them like, there's a whole thing where he's like pointing a gun and it like flicks between people and i'm like you know what this has been going on for like two minutes um and it was it's a silly artifice of like movie making anyway and you've like stretched it beyond believability over a minute ago and it's still going on 
And I don't know. I just those last couple of episodes they are buoyed somewhat by um, Wilfred um, Donna Noble's um, granddad, who is adorable and I love him. <laughs> um, and he's just great, and he's in those episodes quite heavily. Uh, so that's kind of fun because uh, I just like him. And Donna, I was surprised to really enjoy her as a companion because uh, I really hated Catherine Tate's comedy career she had before mm. that. Yeah, me too. Me too. And that's one of the reasons I sort of put off watching that bit. To be honest, I'm just like, oh. yeah. Mm. yeah. And then it turns out she can actually fucking act. Yeah, and she provides a good kind of counterpoint to the Doctor. Oh, also, because hear. unlike unlike every other car- companion up to that point, they weren't in love with the Doctor. Um, which is fine to do from time to time because I get it's a bigger, a larger than life character who is showing you these wondrous things. It makes sense that people would get a connection like that, but also yeah, kidnapped by a weird looking guy, <laughs> like it's... carried around in a spooky spaceship thing. You no, know I was talking about power, power dynamics and yeah. things earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's, I can understand why the companions end up with those sort of feelings, rightly or wrongly. Yeah. It makes sense. But after having, like, a couple back-to-back... It's a bit much. Um, it felt right to not have that again. To, to, like, move on from that. So it's like, okay, so that's fun. And, she, and yeah, her being, you know, more of just the Doctor's mate. Uh, so that was cool. Um, but, yeah, so I'm just up to the Matt Smith era, which... Um, is when Moffat took over, and yeah. I I hear that some of the rot of the problems that, are, that annoy a lot of people started to kick mm. in. So I'll be intrigued to see how that goes. Um, oh yeah, because I generally like, like Matt Smith as the Doctor. I actually kind of like because whilst he still looks a bit young to me to play the Doctor, because I in my head all Doctors have to be old. I mean, he's got the slightly weird-looking thing, but <laughs> they should be old, weird-looking, like, crotchety bastards, like, to some degree. Um, but that's just me, because I'm old, too, and all that. Um, but the new... But uh, Matt Smith does feel a little like he's a little Patrick Troughton-y, which I'm okay with, because Patrick Troughton was a really fun doctor. Um, so I'll I'll be watching through that. Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think the latest series is on Netflix yet, so I think it's just up to the end of the Capaldi series. It go- oh. Yeah, it goes up to last time I checked. I because I, I started at um, Matt Smith Doctor. That was the first ever Who. I think I'd seen the odd episode before of yeah. old and new Who, but that was when I first got first started getting into it. So I've, yeah. so I, I have a soft spot for the Matt Smith Doctor because I went into it not being able to compare it against possibly yeah. what people would say are better Doctors beforehand yeah so um and yeah i think i watched most of the capaldi ones but they weren't it was like for a while like the last half of the ep- of his last series was on or the first half of his last series was on but not the second half of it mm. so i don't know where it's up to now i mean, cause, cause I, mean I, I do want to see you know, obviously the, the newer ones i i hear they have yeah been they've heard <clears> they're great divisive oh really uh, I've, but... I've heard good loads of good stuff and well the ratings have gone massively up anyway in terms of the number of people oh, watching okay. it so so uh, I've, really I've consumed a lot of stuff um, through the internet, and it contains a woman, so, you know. Yeah, um, yeah of course. <laughs> so that's an issue uh, for people for some reason. Um, I will say I wasn't a fan of the, the guy who plays the Master in the David Tennant run. Um, but I think that's because, to me, the Master should be... Um, he should look like Doctor Strange. Because <laughs> the Master should always have a goatee. Um, and n- not be quite s- should be a little bit 
cooler. You know, that's that's the master in my head. But hey, he like can have garlic mayonnaise. <laughs> he can have, he, you know, he has iterations just like the doctor. So it's it's not like a deal breaker or anything. But just I don't know. It feels like the that's the master to me. But hey, that again, change whatever. It's a different interpretation. You can dislike it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just the difference is. I'm going to write an 80-page manifesto <laughs> about how this is the fall of Western society. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, that's the term. And, really, oh, I don't it? like it because, you know, because I acknowledge that my opinions are coloured by my first impressions. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, absolutely. And, like, you know... So um, there is a difference. There, there, oh, there, no, I'm not saying there isn't a, there isn't a difference. Um, I'm reassuring you. But I'm just, I, I'm just saying that, yeah, there, you know, ultimately the character being radically different isn't, like, out of nowhere... The fucking... He's a Time Lord. They regenerate. <laughs> yeah. Like, they literally get a new personality every however many years. I mean, I know they can live for, like, an absurd amount of time in each regeneration, but, you know. Um, unless they're fucking... Um, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> Just last one season. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to get typecast. So. Now, I actually... You know, it's funny. I, whilst I think that he is the least Doctor-looking Doctor... Uh, I actually quite like his his run. Uh, I think he's actually quite a, good, a fun version of the Doctor, but his wardrobe is just bloke. <laughs> yes, it's, so... you know what it is. It's like a, a, it's like guy down the pub who saw Queer Eye once. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and it's like so he's got the French tuck and a leather jacket, but that's the only thing he knows. <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. Um, which, yeah, I mean. It's yeah, it's just a bit of a funny one because it's like there should be some degree of like even a minor amount of of eccentricities. Like even though um, uh, David Tennant was just in a suit, he was wearing Converse the whole time. So it, it, I know it's that's like the lowest bar for like um, <laughs> eccentricism. eccentricism? Eccentricity. Eccentricity, that's the word. I can language. Um, but still, it's like something, whereas he was just, yeah, bloke in a leather jacket, t-shirt and a pair of jeans. Mm. It looks st- like he'd sell you a dodgy Shrek DVD. <laughs> I mean, maybe not quite. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but him as a character, I actually quite liked. Mm. Uh, you know him. But, um, but yeah, so I'll probably... It's so weird how the TARDIS was just a Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chameleon Circuit really fucked up this time around. <laughs> uh, oh, I will say, uh, so two two little references, and then I'll be I'll shut up about Doctor Who, uh, that I really liked uh, while watching it. One was in Blink, because uh, the TARDIS ends up in like a police enclosure, like a, a kind of car, like what's the word, like where they lock... Impound. A, impound, that's the word. Uh, that he got, gets locked away on an impound, and someone asks what it is. So obviously police boxes are, haven't been around for like half a century. Yeah. Because um, if you don't know, um, police boxes originally, um, they had a little phone in the side for police to call for things. But inside, there was nothing in them. They were just to lock someone up in, um, like, while you, were, while you were waiting for, like, more officers to come. So if someone was rowdy, you'd lock them up in there. That's all a police box It was, was. like a portable, like, a tantrum wagon. Kind of, yeah. Well, uh, a, a non-portable no, a non-portable tantrum non-portable, wagon. Yeah. yeah. I knew what I meant. <laughs> it, was, it, was just, it was just a small jail, um, is all it really was. Um, that David Tennant lives in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> because property values in like London are so <laughs> yeah. bad. People are living in phone booths. Hey, a lot of episodes occur in London or in Cardiff because mm. cheap. Um, <laughs> but 
um, yeah, someone actually, like someone says, oh yeah, that's it's, uh, oh yeah, it's an, an old police box. It's not a real one though. The windows are the wrong size, pointing out a long-standing error in the in the TARDIS that they that's, use. <laughs> and another great. one is that Donna Noble keeps mispronouncing these Sontarans as Sontarans. And from what I what I understand, Sontarans was what the pronunciation was originally supposed to be, but the original actor refused to say it like that. And when anyone would correct him, he'd say, I am a Sontaran, I know how to pronounce it. I think that is a really cool <laughs> I mean... subtle reference. So, yeah, the <laughs> fact that... The, the, so her mispronunciation is a reference to the original name, which I think is just a nice little touch. Because is... Doctor Who fans and the people who make the show these days are outrageous nerds for Doctor Who, so we'll sneak in references I mean, that's like not crazy. a bad thing. Like how the um, Ood are related to the Sensorites, who are like a William Hartnell era. You are right there. You know that fucking DJ Otzi song that was really popular with the annoying kids for a long time? I have literally no idea of anything you're saying right now. <laughs> so just the Ood... Just, like, it just sounds like the Hey, hey, baby, I want to know... If you'll be my girl, but it had the ooh ah part in it, and it just feels like you should just go ood instead okay, of okay, right? Yeah, okay. I still yeah. have no idea. Drama Matt I, knows I that's know all mean. that matters. Yeah, they literally play that all the time, everywhere <sighs> when it came out, and it was so fucking annoying, especially because no one should know about the ood. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm I'm so warm, you guys. <laughs> so, uh, with me talking about Doctor Who over, uh, Matthew. Hello. Would you like to talk about anything? Um, well, I've had a busy few weeks, but not. I had I had my my, my little bro visited for a week, and then I've been on holiday for a week. So I've done lots of things and slept not much. But in terms of video games or anything vaguely related. Not much. Apart from, in between those two things, I had one free evening. So, we played a game of D&D. We did! We did! That was a good one. It was fun. That was a good one. So, right. Snipe, dare, dare you? Dare we ask you to, to try and remember it? Well, I don't need to try, because I take incredibly detailed notes all the time. Forever. But let me try and remember it real quick. Yeah, there wasn't a massive amount of role-playing in this one. Uh, you will see why. Um, but it's we started off, um, went and saw the mayor, Gwent Cardsmon. Well, we were we ended the last session like leaving his office, so we yeah. didn't go to meet him. No, no, we... no. But like, um, we he was telling us about how there's been some problems with the mines, mm. and like there's been like whispers of a big beast in there, and that we should go talk to some miners and ask what's going on in there so as we're going um we're, we're like departing from from gwent's enthralling presence a little goliath girl that um because gwent takes care of a bunch of orphans in case anyone didn't didn't know slash didn't remember she comes running up with the halfling we met um that morning Hanging out with Charlie the blacksmith and the half furbolg, half dwarf guardsman as well. And she's like, oh god, he's, Dylan's hurt, he's, he's very hurt. So immediately Junior and Samuel just fucking bolt. Because it's the, the gates being attacked. The gates it's being attacked. The so thing. they just bolt for the gate. And I'm like, oh shit, 
I get to heal. So I uh, cure <laughs> in, wounds. In Junior's like, defence, he runs to he, he ran towards the gate, yelling over his, sho- his shoulder, "Hello, can you check check Dylan's okay?" And I was like, <laughs> literally, like my hands on him, going, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> And in I mean, my... he's already got, like, 12 hit points back, but sure. <laughs> and in my defence, I uh, just really wanted to get into a fight because I wanted to see how Samuel did in a fight. <laughs> okay, but why did Samuel... In Samuel's defence... Because there's people killing people, so he needs to go stop them. Okay, fair. So, I heal up Dylan and basically go off running because Beltan stays back with me. We should probably do a brief introduction to the characters, actually, because it's been a little while. Uh, since we had an episode yeah, sure. Uh, where we mentioned it. So I play uh, Samuel Sylvain, a tiefling ranger who basically just fights like uh, Trevor Belmont. Um, yeah. Because it's awesome. Uh, Snipe? Uh, I play um, the incredibly tall and weird uh, paladin half-elf, Hela, who is... She's Hela. She's Hela. Um, Matt? Uh, I play Junior, who's a human crossbow-wielding fighter. He do the shoot bang and and Beltan, who is played by our friend Sarah, who is a an elven druid, and she is very nice. Yes, she's also very short, <laughs> which is very funny when she tries to pat my head or like, like there there me because <laughs> I basically have to lean down a foot. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Beltan and I, we we like make sure Dylan's okay, and then we we run up to catch up with you guys. Now, you guys get to the gate first. Would you like to describe what you saw? Yeah, do you want to do it, Matt, or shall I? You can. Okay, so basically we get there and the, the big gates of the, uh, of the city are open um, with a handful, of, um, a handful of miscreants. Uh, coming through, they're these people um, done up in the oh, what they called? It's falling out of my head. The now. Legion. The Legion. Um, they're done up. Uh, they're in in the sort of you know thing of the Legion. Legion garb, which um, we learned around last session, are basically a bunch of racial purist dickheads. Yeah. Who don't like the town we're in because it's full of abominations. Yeah. Basically, standard kind of like garbage racist shit. Uh, and they are and they are fighting Charlie, who is a drider, so a drow spider with, centaur thing. With, like, mechanical legs, like, uh, um, leg tips. Um, so she's busy murdering a bunch of them. <laughs> um, and as we get on the scene, uh, her and the other what, other uh, person present... Who was the other person present? Um, Oof. Can't remember her name. Um, but they, they run, off, uh, run off to the side to start trying to close the gate... So we can deal with the actual attackers. The incoming hordes. Um, so then fighting begins. Yep. Um, where we all roll terribly for our initiative. <laughs> yeah. I think I rolled the lowest at like two. No, we, we, we both got four, I think. And then... That was with your oh, bonus yeah, bonuses you and me. as well. You and me got four. Yeah. I think, did Beltan get she the got, best? She, Beltan got five... And then I think then, I got the best with like eight got, or yeah something. yeah that's yeah. Out, out of us <laughs> yeah yeah and I get like plus three so. yeah we 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 hacked up pretty bad on initiative so it wasn't wasn't ideal yeah so we get into the fight and Belton and I catch up later which you could explain fluff wise which is why my 
the initiative was so bad. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. in in game terms, you yeah. we all arrived there at the same time. Yeah, in yeah. mechanical terms. Yeah. But yeah, so we got into this big fight. So Charlie and uh, and her friend are trying, like they're doing strength rolls to basically try and close the gate. There's like a slight towery bit on either side of the gate, which they've quite gone up into as part of the wall. And there's like a some mechanism that they're both, and which controls each half of the gate. Yeah, so the yeah. Gist of it. and so, Ash, the DM's doing like strength rolls and things behind the scenes to see how much the door's closing each round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're like, okay, time time to fucking fight. Let's do this. So, you know, if the fight goes on, um, Junior gets backed into, like, the curve of the stairs. He does, but before that, um, he completely, like, eviscerates one of the commanders. Oh shit, you're right. He just turns around and just destroys that guy. <laughs> because what we, what we established about uh, Junior is that Junior only has two modes, which is, I'm going to fire, like, 47 shots in this one round by using all of his bullshit skills. (laughs) Tripping people up and and getting extra shots. He shoots them through the foot so they're pinned. Um, Does all this bullshit to them, does shitloads of damage, and then the next three turns will whiff every shot. Yeah. Without spent. I think I rolled about six D20s in a row and didn't get higher than a four. Or something. Yeah. Something, yeah. something ludicrous I remember like that. that. I actually wrote that down. Yeah, it was about that. And yeah, at one point you kind of end up... You like dive into this corner to not be in the way of everyone who's going to shoot at you. But then, and then a commander just barrels in and just blocks off your exit. And he's like, what's up? <laughs> and you like try and jump up the stairway next to you and just yeah, kind of like smash a, like a six, into it. Because this stairway was like... It sort of swung round and got higher as it went round. I was like, well, if I go for the bottom of the stairway, I'll have to run past the big dude who's going to hit me with some sort of opportunity attack. So if I miss him, I'll have to jump up the stairs. Where it's about, I said, Ash, you know, DM, how high up is the stairs? He's like, oh, at that point, maybe six foot. I was like, yeah, I reckon I can do that. And (laughs) Junior could could not do that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you described it very well. It's like, so Junior, you, uh, you kind of like, you you spot a bit where you can get your foot in, and you kind of like you 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 go and leap at the uh, the stairs and try and clamber up, and immediately just fall back to your feet. You share a look with the commander, and it's just a bit awkward. <laughs> you, see, <laughs> you pretend you like nothing's happened. The cross, crossbow bolt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so of course, with that happening, like we're all because it is just. It's just guys we're dealing with. Yeah, really. we have um, like a couple of like um, the the tougher guys. Yeah, some of the tougher guys who like actually take a significant amount. Yeah, to we, take I mean down. we can't see through the uh, the gates either. So there are like we find out later there are others. Yeah, more on the keep other coming side. in. Um, I don't know how many the max was. Oh, I. Um, I think we because I think we did kill everything that was there, but obviously the way it was because we couldn't see through the other side of the door mm-hmm. or like you know round the sides. Ash could have just made more come in if he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, like. yeah. But no, like the fight's going well. Like we've got a few of them down. Um, I've taken. I, I managed to get hit pretty hard. Yeah, you you got hit a lot for saying that you had you have an armor class of seventeen. Yeah, like... and I used a um, a spell a couple of times that means that it adds plus two to my AC. So I had a nineteen AC, and I don't think that stopped one hit. <laughs> But yeah. I mean, it it was fine. I mean, like I got down to like at, very at what low po- At one point, you were on one HP, and did the dude who was directly in front of you attacking? It was his turn, and he should have hit you, but 
because I disarmed him in the last round and Ash had ruled it that, you know, in terms of picking up this this weapon while in, surrounded by other people, it's going to take his action to try and pick up his weapon. He meant he couldn't attack you. Because <laughs> it was like in the middle of a huge melee. Where, it, like... was, it was a big fucking brawl. It was awesome. But, but yeah, yeah because, because, so, because, like, if, so if I just didn't happen to have decided, oh, I'll, I'll use my disarming strike last last time in the last round, I would have, would been have hit you, and then oh, yeah, and then all of the attacks hit you because that's just how he was rolling. So mm-hmm. it was quite yeah. close yeah, to getting it was you weird. down. Yeah, like every attack that hit you, was, it hit me it fucking hit hard. You and hit there you was hard, one yeah. guy who hit me and got max damage. Because the thing is, you don't have, like, the most amount of health. For saying I have 39 kind of... health. My constitution isn't great, but my armor class is. Yeah, so, My armor like, class is tremendous. You're like the tank, but, like... I'm pretty squishy. It's all in your armor class yeah. rather than anything else. Although, weirdly, your armor class, unmodified, like, without your uh, spell, is exactly the same as mine. Because ranges are broken and stupid. <laughs> Which is um... because, like, oh, yeah, scale mail. There's no de- negative to taking it apart from, like, negative things on stealth bonuses. And because of two, my two-handed like abilities, I get plus one AC. So, yeah. and with a higher dex anyway to be able to wield the weapons that I wanted, like shit, that actually gives me a really high. It gives me seventeen AC for like yeah. just a character that's not even like I had no concern about making them hard to kill. Mm. Yeah, so your armor class just is busted, basically. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I got hit a lot. Um, I got down to like four health. Managed to cure wounds on myself. Then I got back down, knocked down to one health. Um, Beltan actually, like, after we did a bunch of killing, like, she actually bolted over to me and got me up to, like, seven hit points. Yeah, she did some healing on you. She did some healing on me, because I, I, I was just like, thank you. Um, I was fighting next to Samuel, and <laughs> you see, I that ha- was a great thing to witness. <laughs> so my character, like, so I, uh, basically the way my character works is uh, they get two standard attacks with a rapier and then one attack with a Because level five. Yeah. So we get like stu- two standard melee and then you get an extra one. Yeah. Now I, com- I completely forgot that Hunter's Mark existed throughout the entire game. Because um, I've, you know, I've literally had one fight with this character before. <laughs> I and think you're allowed. You, didn't, you do kind of when you... Halfway s- through the fight you've mentioned, oh, I've forgotten about Hunter's Mark. And then you continue to forget about Hunter's Mark. Yes, yes. <laughs> See, to be fair, I think you guys were so so concerned about little old me, literally, kind of just holding mm. myself up with my sword. It was it was the thing that because I'd have to forego one of my attacks to mm. cast it, and I really wanted to get the thing down this yeah. turn. Because so then I, I had again. been flanked. Yeah, and I during that flank I got critted by one of the bosses. Yeah, by one of the the. the big commander dudes and he did like was it like 20 odd damage to me but the yeah he did a shit he did a shit and i was like okay and he hit me so fucking hard that's what got me down to one Mm. hp because i was like because my max is 39 i think at that point i I managed to like i cast my healing at like level two so i got like a bunch more hit points Mm. back so i was like up to like 25 or something and then he hit me for 24 like and then he hit me for like basically yeah I, I was cumulatively through his yeah couple yeah of attacks, and it was but... just like ow <laughs> you see the problem still alive though it was interesting to sort of play to really have like a proper fight where there was a load of people going on because I really got to kind of experience like understand like how my character kind of works and stuff or more accurately how I can't rely on my dice rolls whatsoever because what was happening every single time was I'd sit there and I would go okay I've got because of the way my character works I you know I have multiple attacks. And 
I've got two main attacks with a d8 damage plus my modifier, and then I've got my whip attack, which is just d4. So it's like so. What? I, and I've but also got um, Colossus Slayer. That means that when I hurt things that are already hurt, they take more damage. So I'd like do so. I'd like work, sit there as my turn was coming up and going. Okay, so there's a person dead in front of me, who are li- who are kind of limping a bit. So, so there's a person dead in front of me. There is a person directly in front of you. <laughs> okay. For people who aren't British. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, a person directly just, in front of me. There you go. And so and so in my head I go. Okay. So if I hit them and I hit them with Colossus Slayer, then that will kill them. That should kill them. And then there's a person right behind me who is on death's door. So I can kill. And so if I stab them with my auto with my secondary attack, that should kill them. And then that would mean that person who's like five feet away because my whip has a five feet range. Yeah. So you can. Um, just... I'd be able to just get a, get a knock on them, and I'd be D4 like, damage it's just, it's, yeah, it's, just it's, it's like a dagger. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I'm like, okay, that will go well. But what happened? I believe every turn, but one of them was. I'd hit the first person and then roll so low on the damage that even with Colossus Slayer, it doesn't kill them. I remember you, like, and then because I'd have... it's D8 damage for Colossus, Colossus Slayer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, and I saw you roll so many ones on that <laughs> yeah. D8. So I'd completely whiff the first one, like, it just wouldn't, like, I'd hit and it'd go through, but I wouldn't do anything. The second one, I'd just miss. So then to ki- so I could have killed two people and then injured a third, but eventually I'd have to use all three attacks rolling so low that I just managed to kill that one person who was on death's door in front of yeah, me. Yeah, because you were trying to you were trying to help me out with a guy yeah. in front of me who was behind you. Yeah. Cause he was he fucking hit me so damn hard. Yeah. But, but <laughs> that I just mean, happened over and over again where yeah. I was just like, okay, it statistically was honestly, at some point this should go better for me. It was so fun. But I mean like halfway through the fight, we're like fighting and Ash is like like, okay, you'll roll perception. I think it was Junior and Samuel rolled enough. And I think it was Beltan as well. I think I'm the only, I didn't notice because I was too busy being really angry that I'm at one HP. You were too busy being hit with everything. Yeah. yeah. They see just on the horizon, in the sky, what looks to just be a ship. Like a, like a big boat. Some kind of sky ship. It's like a sky ship, yeah. Just like fucking casually sailing towards the city's gates. And they're like... Okay. Huh. Because like we heard the like Gwent... I think I, think Gwent, I did have uh, Samuel just declare Skyboat. You probably did. But I don't, I still, I don't think even I heard that because I was so into the fight. And we like... Out of character I was like, well Gwent sounded a horn for like the militia. Like the town militia. Which is literally like, well, there's one, there's half of them here, and I healed the other half. <laughs> but yeah, so he basically rallied a bunch of like militiamen, and we heard a horn, and I, and I was just kind of, ah, oh, it's probably that. And everyone else was like, no, it's bad. So like, as we're fighting and it's it's going bad, Samuel's missing, Junior's missing everything. And then occasionally doing a load of damage. Belltown's doing pretty good, actually. And yeah. I'm just fucking, Belltown was just doing, doing I'm the job. I'm just suffering severe wounds. It gets closer, and then it basically turns in the air. Junior's actually up the stairs at this point, and he turns and sees that. And he's basically like, broadside. <laughs> and we're like, what? And then we fucking this explosion sounds out. And it hits the gate. It, it hits the the side of the wall, 
and basically knocks half the party on our ass. Like half the bandits are on their ass as well. Mm. I think it knocks um, the, the like Charlie's friend knocks knocks yeah. her. And I think Junior gets knocked over as well because it's just it's basically like suddenly like a very localized earthquake just mm. fucking erupted beneath us. Also, the cool thing is seeing the uh, the airship up close. We see that it looks like the things that are actually buoying it. It's got all these crystals it's on it. It's got these giant crystals. So it's got like a big one up front and it's got like a few down the back and one at the side. But I mean, the sails are still like billowing majestically in the mm. wind. But they are just fucking broadsiding us. But they're broadsiding the gates. Some of the, pe- some of the people in the party notice there's people gathering on the edge looking as if they're going to like... Abseil yeah, down. Yeah, they're going to like repel down and join the That's fight. That's the way. Repel abseilings yeah. down the surface. Oh. Yeah. So like we're sh- we're like I I still haven't noticed this, but everyone else is like, okay, fuck, we need to we need to sort this out now. Oh my god, the like, doors are slowly being closed. The doors they're not are far slow- off being closed. They're not now. far off. You can still squeeze through. Like like a like me wearing my like half plate, I could still get through, but it's nearly fucking there. But probably not going to be shut in time for them to rappel down because they can literally just fly over to the other side of the fucking oh, yeah. gates and just drop down and kill us all. Well, me specifically because like that's just how that game was. That's going. just how that game was going. So we're like, oh fuck! But we try and keep fighting as best we can. At this point, Charlie rolls really well on her strength, and just like, and they manage to like close the gates. Mm. Not before another couple kind of like come in. So while we're doing that and just going, don't think about the airship, don't think about it, it's probably fine. That's, they... a, that's a problem for us two turns from now. Yeah. So we're prepping for its next shot, just basically just clenching, when I can't remember who noticed it first. Was it Junior again? Possibly. It doesn't, it's not important. Yeah. Well, like, Junior, like, turns around and he sees from the south the opposite side of the gates we're defending, this fuck-off dragon just tearing Giant ass bronze towards dragon. us. Giant yeah. bronze dragon. Just powering through the fucking sky. And we all turn around and, like, I think even the people we're fighting are like, fucking hell. Like, even they're shocked. Yeah. Like, we all just kind of stop and are like, oh, fuck, what now? You don't normally get to see a dragon that early in a Dungeons and Dragons no. campaign. So we were all kind of like, "Oh fuck! What? Does, have we angered Ash? Is he going to kill us all?" <laughs> it like fucking soars up to the gates, and it just like it opens its mouth and it fires this huge like breath weapon at the ship. It does ninety six points of damage. And, like, utterly cripples And, it. like, blows out the crystal at the front of the ship. It, like, just explodes out. So it starts swaying, and you can see loads of people on the decks trying desperately to right the ship, but it's just not working, because the crystal's blown out. And there's another one on the side that looks pretty fucking damaged by this breath weapon. And at this point, they literally just kind of turn around and just try and scarper in the opposite it direction. Just limps off. They just limp the fuck away. Um, at this point... Junior just kind of just gets his bird kit to just up and fly after it. Yeah, because at this point we've we've dealt with most of the all the guys that are like locally around, so there's no immediate. Yeah, yeah. we're just mopping up the last yeah. ones. There so. was like one guy who had like I think Ash rolled HP values for all of them, and there was the one guy that I was very proud of this. So with like I'd lost a lot of blood, and I was like, okay, so I'm gonna hit the guy in front of me because there was two guys left. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to belt the guy in front of me because he's done so much damage to me. I'm angry at him. 
and yeah, I roll I rolled enough to kill him, and I basically I kicked him in the knee, and I just basically pushed my sword down his throat, and then kicked him over. And because I had, that was my first attack, and Ash was like, well, you got another attack, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to run over to that guy, and I'm going to shield bash him, like, as hard as I fucking can. And and he was like, okay, go for it, and I roll damage, and I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, okay, so I, I run over, and I shield bash him, and then I, like, I, I, I'm going to bring my sword down into his neck. Ash is like, I'm going to stop you there, he's fucking dead. <laughs> that shield bash destroyed him. Because he was on, like, 1 HP. He was only 1 HP, which I know what it's like to be on 1 <laughs> HP. And I just fucking rocked him. And then, like, yeah. It should also be noted, after after blowing a chunk out of the airship, the dragon fucked off. Mm. Like, just yeah, the dragon didn't off. continue attacking. It literally just turned tail and fucked off. It just flew back to the south where it came from. Yeah. Um, so we're all kind of, like, you know, we're seeing if Charlie and her friend are okay. We're all, like, kind of, like, I'm just, like... Heller has lost so much blood, she's a bit delirious. So she's like, Junior, carry me. <laughs> and <laughs> Which he can't. He fails miserably at. But Beltan rolls a nat 20 on her strength check, and so she picks me up. Oh, she picks fucking Junior up as well. Inadvertently. Yeah. As was the joke that we all decided. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I grab at one of your horns and try and yank you along, but I think you've got so much pomade on it, I slip. <laughs> basically yes yeah. and then like who should show up but Gwent the mayor with like a bunch of incredibly ill-fitted like militiamen with like they've got like spades spades and... sticks a bucket they are really poorly outfitted and they're like oh uh, we were coming to help and we were like probably best you didn't <laughs> you would have definitely you got yourself definitely killed di- and like half of them are just like yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a shame we didn't get to fight. <laughs> and well, then the other half are like really raring for a fight yeah. and they're a little bit disappointed. I do remember just sitting there going like, "Okay, if you're bringing shovels, you see all the swords that are on the ground from all of these these guys we killed. Take those, take those, and put them somewhere so when you need weapons, you have them." And they were like, "Oh shit, yeah, okay, that's good. That's a good idea." But we mostly just spent the time questioning Gwent, going, "So." You have a dragon. And he's like, no, I don't. Don't have a dragon. Yeah, but the thing is, um, Hela, being incredibly poorly versed in social norms, um, she saw him with, like, a, a like basically, she saw, like, his bare arm at one point, and it's got this big scar down it. Mm. And she was like, wow, how'd you get that? That's a really cool scar. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got it from a dragon. Oh, you know. It's like, fought a dragon. She's like, did you win? He's like, yeah, I'll say I won. And then she's immediately like, hey, we saw a dragon. Was it your dragon? Do you own a dragon? Are you friends with a dragon? Was that the dragon that you fought and won? Is that how you got that scar? And he's like, uh... (laughs) No. (laughs) He's like super like... I think we all roll insight checks. We're like, we don't believe this motherfucker. What's he hiding from us? Even though he's a really nice guy and we're all being mean. (laughs) But we're all just like, okay, right. You don't want to tell us that you obviously... There is a dragon protecting the city and you don't want to tell us about it? Okay, but there is a dragon protecting the city and we know about it. Yeah, okay, bye. (laughs) And then we go go back to the lamp and budgie so I can just regrow all my blood. You do have to regrow a lot. Because I lost a lot. But yeah, so though it took us a while to recount it for some reason, um, yeah, it was really just one big fight. It was a really good um, fight. It had some really tense moments. It had a lot of fun, triumphant moments, and a couple of incredibly left field twists and turns we could not have fucking seen coming at all. Yeah, so um, 
Because we just thought we were going to go down a mine in that session, yeah. but yeah, no. Well, oh, we'll go talk to some miners, we maybe to... kill a couple of kobolds. No. We had to go and defend the gate. Storm the gate? Wait, no, stop they... them from storming the gate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, but it was fun. I don't know if we got a range when we're having another session. I'm not sure. No. Nope. Uh, well, well, we'll find I'll out. harass so. Ashley. Yeah. Because, yeah, I kind of, now I kind of want to get down in those You've mines. You've got a taste for combat now. Yeah, I know, I, I kind of... Because, you know, one of the problems with, like, getting having characters and starting them at level 5 is that if it's not a class you've played before, you suddenly have a shitload of mechanics yeah. in front of you. Yeah. You've got, a, you've, you've got a lot to learn. Like, I actually have spells now. Yeah, you've never really had them before. No. I mean, you did... Just at the end of the last... Ca- the, the end slash pause to break the last campaign... You, I remember you cast one spell, which was I, uh, I, as Nathan was on like, I was very low. I was like, I think I'd just gotten up and I had like one HP or something stupid, and I was in a really bad way. And you were like, I cast Healing Word, and you gave me one health point back, and I was just like, I'm literally holding my fucking ribs and like one of my eyes so swollen I can't see, and like my nose is pouring with blood. And I just like slowly raise my thumb, like give him the thumbs up, and he's like, To be fair, before he cast it, you wouldn't have been able to raise the thumb, so. Yeah, that's fair. I I weakly gave him a thumbs up, and he's like, Yeah, fucking work, this is great. I have one level in Bard, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, that was that was a really fun session, and I can't wait to play some more with you all. Mm. It's yeah. going to be very yeah, good. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Going to be fun. But with that recounted, uh, I guess we just have questions. So, Matthew, yes. do we have any emails? We, I imagine you have a lot of questions. <laughs> we have we have we have a couple of emails. Uh, not many questions. There was there's a couple of recommendations based off previous things we've talked about, mostly. Okay. Okay. Also, what's that email address? You're on Only there? drew them up. I know what it is, but I can't say it because I'm broken. Oh. <laughs> only drummer matt at snipe and web at gmail.com yeah and that's where that email address you can send questions or things to that we will then read out on the podcast provided you don't just send a message that says drummer matt is a bum i mean or drummer matt show us your bum because you probably will send your butthole <laughs> I, pics. He's, he's pretty, pretty good with those. I, I remember, remember those Christmas cards last year, and he sent out all his butthole pic like cards. Yeah, everyone thought it was a picture of a black hole, and they had to like, have it, you had to turn it upside down and go, no, look at it from this angle. And, like yeah. they're like, oh, can, and then, can, like, can we had, not like, make the... jokes about me sending nudes to people who listen to them? Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's, yeah, okay. okay. I just remember point. that time that both of you were sat on DeviantArt looking at that really zoomed in button. Oh, this going, is a true what story. Is it? <laughs> this yeah. is a true. We thought yeah, it was some kind of who, fruit. Uh... Yeah, you yeah. thought it was like like a fucking peach or something, and you like I just remember walking in and seeing this big. It looked like a wrinkly apricot. It really did. And you guys were like, "What is it?" And then, like, I think, like, it took... You puzzled over this for, like, 15 minutes, and before one of you checked, like, the fucking comments, or, like, it, it was in, like, the collection, like, butthole pics or something, and you were like, oh, oh we've been staring at a butthole for 10 minutes, okay. I mean, you know, kudos... That was a fun thing to wake up to. Kudos to whoever did it, because I have never seen a butthole more pristine. Well, it's probably airbrushed. It's an, I don't know, it was glistening. It'd be quite hard to edit that. Well, no, what you uh, do is you just kind of you airbrush it and then put some hard coat on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, you know when you sit emails. There and, you, and you go, I feel that hard coat your butthole is probably a bad name for a podcast. That sounds like a really probably. good song, like an old shanty. Hard coat your butthole. 
or alternately just a you know just a good name for like a punk song or something. Yeah, perfect. Anyway, drummer Matt emails. Yes. <laughs> Only drummer. Matt. Okay. Um, Sniping whip at gmail. So um, ding, ding, ding. first up, Lars emailed in. Hello. And he has a few um, hidden objects game suggestions for you. We're seeing as you have a newfound love for them. I, I, a fascination is probably a better hey, word, but, but I, I am I'm extrapolating. Uh, so the three suggestions. First up, one called Grim Tales, which is a... Okay, I've a, heard of that. Pardon? Yeah. I think, I think I've, I've heard okay. of that one, actually. Yeah, I think I've stumbled across it that one. It is a... Well, so this is, this is Lars's words. Imagine a point-and-click version of a South American telenovela with ghosts. Cool. That sounds yeah, pretty phenomenal, grand. actually. Um, yeah. There's a series. There's like ten or more of them in the series. So oh, Jesus. They say the, there's one called The Bride, which is apparently the one that's generally considered to be one of the better ones. Okay. Um, hmm, what's it called again? So the series is Grim Tales, and the the Grim the, Tales. the the one that seems to be suggest, suggested as the best one is called The Bride. Okay. Um, cool. There's another one called um, I've probably pronouncing all these wrong. Enigmatis. It, it, it's a play on Enigmatis. Yes, yeah. Enigmatis one to three. There's an a- okay. angry raven spirit. So. Ooh, I like angry burbs. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's no description. Not, not it just says angry raven spirit. Enough said. I mean, that yeah. is pretty much it. I'm, I'm in, I'm interested. Yeah. You do like angry birds that aren't angry birds as a proper noun. <laughs> Can't believe that movie got Trump elected. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his plane today. <laughs> Fucking I had to spend five minutes swearing at it. <laughs> <laughs> nearly missed my fucking flight. Dude, I saw a guy. I have this. I have this image of like him looking out the window, and, and then you're just, just like, I, I literally was was uh, no, I was doing the, the British two finger, like you know, like middle finger equivalent, yeah. but nice, um, and just going at it. Good. Do you feel it better? Me. I mean, no, but I'm, I'll do it yeah. again if I see it I again. S- so yeah. today I saw an old guy. Which is, which is, it's always nice to see, like, older people. He was, like, walking down the road, and he had a shirt, which was, like, signs the world is ending. And the top one was Brexit with a tick box. <laughs> the second one was Donald Trump with a tick box. And the third one was zombie apocalypse, which was still left unticked. <laughs> and I, 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 like, he was kind of giving me the eye, because I was, like, really straining to read his shirt. But then, like... Like, after, just as I walked past him, I was like, huh. And he kind of, like, had a bit of a nod. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. But yes, what the fuck okay. were you talking about before I started saying that? Third, third hidden object adventure game suggestion. So this nice. one is called Hope Lake, and it is um, vaguely spooky, We think it, they say. It uh, might be something for, you know, Halloween time. Ooh. So... Hmm. So, okay, well, thank you very much for those recommendations. So, yeah, I, I do mean to, to try more of them. I've not got round to it in the last couple of weeks, but uh, but yeah, as a genre, it's an interesting one. It's yeah, it's it's like not even like maligned or anything. I think it's just largely ignored. Mm. I think it's just it's something that no one really thinks about, but they're always yeah, there. Well, I th- yeah, and but like no one really plays. I think after hearing you talking about them on the the, the podcast that I wasn't on, I I think I thought they were. It sounds like they're closer to point and clicky games than I yeah, thought. Yeah, they were. I think I just. They, Wait a minute! Well, it was the last podcast. You were on the last podcast. Wasn't it the one before that? 
Oh, I'm tired. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's oh, fine. Dude. It's okay. We're not long done now. So. <laughs> anyway, whichever one it was, I remember thinking, "Oh, these actually sound pretty cool." <laughs> yeah, give them give them a mm. shot. They're interesting. Um, I'll check out one of these this recommendations. How there we starts. go. That's how this works. This, this is how it starts. Next podcast, I'm going to be rec- recommending fucking prunes to you, sons of bitches. <laughs> and then you're going to be like, you know what's really nice? Putting like your, the feeling of your belt on your nipples. Because you've got to have your trousers that high. And then the next <laughs> right, one, okay. I'm going to be talking about... You no. see, you're basically, we're fucking yeah. old, and this is how yeah. it starts, y'all. Secretly, I think the hidden object puzzle thing is just because I really liked... It's not the same kind of game at all, but it's just lots of puzzles. There was a game called Pandora's Box that was like a Microsoft-published game that was out in, like, I think, the late 90s. I have to say, I've seen a movie called that. Um, pff, yeah. <laughs> um, and, there's, and it's just a series of puzzles that you'd solve to, like, gradually... And you were, like, trying to... I think you were trying to, like, capture, like, trickster gods from various different places. I remember the one of capturing Loki. And that you'd solve all the puzzles to capture them and you had to try and get them. And it was all around the world, so it was, like... Um, you'd you'd do various little puzzles involving world art. So you'd assemble, like, tribal vases from somewhere... But then you'd assemble like a Renaissance era painting in like a horrible slidey block puzzle, but their Ugh. versions of them weren't quite as bad as the yeah. others. And but you also had the the thing of like if you did well enough, then you'd get free passes for like the shittier puzzles. Oh, things so like you that. Could, yeah, you get like skips. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. That one was like very was like it had a narrative, but it was very kind of stripped back to be in the background. Whereas these are more like you know point-and-click adventure storyline front and centre with the puzzles being, mm. like, the different thing. It just reminds me of those a little bit. So, yeah, I think I think that's, like, why I have a little bit of a connection to them because I always kind of like Pandora's box. Yeah. Fair. Wait. Okay, next up, Nat. Um, they have a que- an actual question, but it's... I don't know. I think I probably could have researched this and not read it on the podcast, but here we go. <laughs> I was in an airport <laughs> and I was uh, somehow as tired as I am now. I'm sure I remember you having a Snipe and Wib play video of the game Penumbra. However, I can't find it on your channel. Did this video ever exist? And if not, what 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 bizarre real what bizarre reality glitch am I experiencing? That sounds like a game that we streamed. We did. We streamed the first Penumbra. Oh, there we go. That's a yeah, which is alarmingly channel, simple answer. So. Yeah, yeah. There I think so. Anyway, um, I'm pretty sure we did because Penumbra. I remember getting really cranky with it because it's like, isn't Penumbra the series? Same people that's... who did um, Amnesia. Yeah, and it was before they did Amnesia. Yeah, so it was kind of them cutting their teeth on that genre. And we played the first one, which yeah. wasn't very good. Well, I mean, it's the f- it was their first <laughs> dabbling, so it wasn't going to be. Good, um, so. I have been meaning to play the other ones at some point. Overture I, and fucking. I hear they get better. Yeah, I mean, I've watched um, the Scream Team uh, play one of them. I think we played Overture. Which would make sense because oh, that's, that's, Overture yeah. would goes at the start of something, so yeah. <laughs> so it would make sense if that's the first one. Okay, well, yeah, okay, fair. Uh, but yeah, so hmm. yes, simple answer. <laughs> okay, uh, last up, uh, I am the guy with another recommendation. So okay. I am the guy with another recommendation. Oh, okay, their okay. name is I am the guy. I know, they? I know, I ju- I know. Okay. I just thought it was okay. really funny. Um. So, at the time I'm writing this, you guys have just released a video about GW doing a record label. Plug, 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 etc. (laughs) And that reminded me of a question I wanted to ask for a long time but kind of forgot about. Have you heard of HM Kids? 
I mean, like H&M... <laughs> no. So, they are a Russian power metal band that only compose songs about Warhammer. So oh. the... uh, I think they kind of came up somewhere in my research, but I didn't get, like, looking into it. Yeah, well, they're, because... they're not an official band, so they're, they're not, there's no actual yeah, connection. Yeah. So, I guess they, so they wouldn't have been... I, I wasn't sure whether they'd come up in the research you were doing for the Warhammer music, but... Yeah, yeah, because it was explicitly that era. Um, yeah, but apparently their so. songs are something to behold. Um, okay, it, I'm not like the hugest fan of power metal, in all honesty, so I'll give them a listen, but yeah, yeah it's probably not going to be my kind of thing. But I'll give, uh, certainly... Uh, uh, I mean, they, 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 they do see it, um, they do um, feel a bit weird recommending them, because half the joy of them is the amazing lyrics, but obviously because they're all in Russian, and there's not a particularly good ah. translation of them anywhere mm-hmm. there, there is a there Guess is a, a there is a, there is a translation with captions and things but it's not it doesn't it's not the best translation i think um, yeah and yeah. plus like it like translations always lose yeah exactly it's saying you know it's it's especially when you're talking about lyrics because the yeah because yeah. it's comp- especially because like um russian is quite different to how we kind of Construct sentences. Yeah, yeah, like its structure is like the syntax is quite different yeah. to English. Yeah. yeah, and it's also a lot more um, to the point, which I actually really, really like about it. Mm. So yeah, I, I can imagine it wouldn't translate phenomenally well. So we're just mm. going to have to become. But yeah, there was, if I, it's the only yeah, answer. I mean, we, if we we take it from um, I am the guy's recommendation. Apparently, the, the songs were an absolute cheese fest. So that's. That sounds, sounds good. amazing. Are you a, okay? I need a tissue. Did you just pour water all over yourself? Yeah. Do you need an adult? <laughs> I am the adult. That's the worrying part. Give me a tissue. Oh, great. This is good. Just wipey the water. <laughs> yeah, sounds, <Is> it... <laughs> sounds not nice. Wipey the water. It's like I went to, because it's like a little, it's like a drinky bottle, you know, with the little, oh, it's like a pyramid without a roof. What is it? It's just, it's a long circle. <laughs> the the teat! <laughs> help! You're not helping! I can't help the, the little lid that has the little spout on this, it. The sucky, the suck suck, yeah. You got a sippy cup. Yeah, it's like, I... I I put that in my mouth, but not properly. So when I went to take a drink, it just kind of all fell down my mouth. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so now I'm covered in water. The thing you have to understand that the way you described that was just I tried to drink, but did it wrong. That's exactly what happened. I don't know why I had to belabor the fucking point so much. I feel like we shouldn't take but, the piss yeah. out of your drinking problem. Uh, <laughs> airplane jokes but anyway anyway stop yeah. and upload the goddamn video all, for all of HM Kids videos are on YouTube um, and they're definitely worth a couple of minutes out of our time apparently so okay well, I'll give it a listen they get two minutes they get a couple of minutes <laughs> half, two minutes. half of a yes. sold <laughs> email's done right I guess okay. we should we should go now so Jerome Matt can fucking sleep properly for the first time since Thursday yeah. Yeah. but just one final reminder that yeah we're going on on this Saturday uh, the 31st of August we will be doing a big charity stream 24 hours so if you want to come and help out with that or you just want to see us slowly descend into sleep deprived madness more than <laughs> this podcast is already a monument to this uh, is like this is like the uh, the taster this is a demonstration <laughs> of 
just like we could go way fucking crazier. So, but yeah, if you wanna uh, wanna come in uh, and uh, and watch us doing that, and maybe uh, chip in for a good cause, then uh, yeah, check us out. Uh, it's on our Twitch channel, so twitch.tv slash snipe and web. Yeah, nice. But yes, time to go sleepy buyers now. Time to go sleepy buyers. Yeah, so, so I've been snipe. P's been weird. P's been drama. Matt. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a good day. Goodbye.